Welcome back to another brand new episode on the Rainy Day Horror Show. I told y'all, I told y'all we were going to make it through the week and now we're back on another beautiful Sunday. Okay, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Rainy Day Horror Show. Get ready for the coolest and the creepiest stories in the world. If you don't know who I am, I am the certified cougar hunter, the man with balls too big to handle. I am Dusty McBalls. Thank you. Thank you. Round of applause. Round of applause. Okay, now let's hold that off to the end. Alright? Thank you for tuning in, all of you cougar hunters and cougar huntresses. Today, we have a crazy story. If you haven't seen it, it is on Netflix. We are talking about the movie Veronica that is allegedly based off of a true story and a real police report. Now, before we get into it, I'm going to cover a few things, okay? First, I'm prob- I'm going to explain Veronica for those who haven't seen it. Um, there might be spoilers. I don't know. I might feel like ruining your day or not, but who knows? That will come at a point. And then I'm going to explain how to use a Ouija board because if you're going to use it, please be smart. Like, this stuff is nothing to mess with. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a board. This can't do Trust me, it can do a lot, okay? Alright, and then I'm going to explain the story, and then I will let you guys out of here. So, Veronica released in 2017. It is a film from Spain, and since I'm American and I can't speak Spanish, I had to watch it with subtitles, but it's not that bad. It's pretty interesting. Um, It deals with like a 15-year-old girl. Her name's Veronica, and her and her friends, she goes to this, like, Christian boarding school in Spain, in Madrid, and they use a Ouija board in the basement of that school when a solar solar eclipse? Yeah, solar eclipse is happening. So what happens is while they're using it, the board starts going wild, whoever they're contacting starts going wild, and then the glass breaks, the lights go out and then Veronica is on the ground having a seizure. Well, she gets, po- not possessed, but this demon attaches attaches itself to her. And so she takes it home and she already broke one of the rules, which is not saying goodbye. She didn't say goodbye. And eventually, like, all this weird stuff starts happening and then I can, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm being nice, but something awful happens to her and her family and the police get involved and all this and that and it's a pretty good story i like it it's probably one of my favorite foreign horror films next to cadaver which if you haven't seen cadaver that's also on netflix and that one is really good too i think maybe cadaver is a little bit better than veronica but veronica was my first horror film i've like my first foreign horror film that i ever saw so, that's the only reason why I have it 
a rated a little bit higher than Cadaver. It's just a nostalgia effect for me. But yeah, no, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen Veronica, I recommend checking it out. Now, before we get into the story, I'm going to give you the rules. Well, not all of them because there's quite a bit, but the main ones that you, if you use a Ouija board, to follow. Now, one, now this is the major one, is always say goodbye. Now, the reason you should always say goodbye is that when you're using a Ouija board, you're opening up a portal into the other worlds. And whatever comes through, sometimes it can be good, sometimes it can be bad. But if it's negative and you open up that portal, you're letting all of that negativity come into your life and attaching attaching it to yourself. Now, if you try to say goodbye and it's not letting you say goodbye, you have to force it to say goodbye. And once it says goodbye or it's forced to say goodbye, then the portal's closed and you're all set. Now, another rule is don't use it alone. Because if you do come in contact with something extremely negative and extremely powerful, it can affect, it can like affect you and like you just won't be able, like it just becomes too strong and you won't be able to say goodbye. Like that's why you need other people because power is in numbers when it comes to this stuff. The third rule is don't use it in a graveyard. Um, That's pretty self-explanatory just because all of the dead people or the dead spirits are there and it's just a breeding ground for anything negative to come through. Rule number four, have positive energy. Be in a good headspace because these spirits, if it's negative, will lie to you and will get you to like, you know, will feed into your like bad headspace. Now, number five is also kind of ties into number four. Don't believe anything that the board says. Okay, because it will try to lie to you and but there's ways, you know, you kind of have to be smart. It's kind of like a game of chess to see if it's lying or not with whatever you're talking about. It's very, very easy to catch it in a lie. You just have to really be smart when you're talking to and just think about what you're saying to catch it in a lie. Now, for me, those are my main five. Really anything past that, you know, it's just like how to basically use it and that can entail from like having a salt circle around you um you know but it really it really depends on where you are like your scenery um because really a lot of people don't like think a lot of people only think that spirits come out when it's dark out that's not the case they can come out at any time and the whole locking your doors thing i don't know why that's so significant because in reality, they can just go right through the door, whether it's locked or not. So, just be be very, very careful and cautious when you use a Ouija board because they are no joke. And I know, trust me, I thought the same thing. I thought that was like, oh, this is just a board. Nothing's really going to happen. And then something really, really wild happens. And there's one name when you're when you're using a Ouija board... If it's if an infinity symbol pops up, like if the planchette starts going in an infinity circle, end it immediately. If it starts counting through the num, if it starts counting down the numbers, end it immediately. 
and if it starts going through the alphabet, like backwards or forwards, I think, ended immediately. Now there's this one specific name that all of the Ouija board people know, and I'm not going to say it because it has a bad omen attached to it, but it starts with a Z. And if that name starts popping up, end it immediately. Other than that, you should be fine, and everything. if you just stick to those main things, you'll be fine when you're using it, and nothing bad will happen. You also, another thing, another tip to help out is either cleanse the board or cleanse the area that you're using it in. I recommend not using it in your home just in case something bad happens. You don't want that in your own house because then that's a whole other issue that you have to deal with. But, yeah, just be safe. Okay, that's the main thing. I want all of you people to be safe when using this kind of stuff. I don't want any of y'all getting hurt because this is just, nobody likes being hurt and it's just a bad, it can just be real bad. So now I'm going to get into the true story, well, allegedly the true story of Veronica. Now this film is based off of real events. And the real-life girl that ended up using it and dying, her name's not Veronica. Her name is Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro. Now, this story is a mystery with a lot of speculation. Now, what's crazy about this story is it is part... It's a big... One of the biggest mysteries in, Span, in Spaniard lore. What actually happened could have happened but you know it's been like 30 years since this situation happened so the story could also be altered so take what I tell you with a grain of salt because some of this stuff might not be accurate just because it happened so long ago and you know how stories and folklore can change so quick but this story took place in 1990 and Stefania's family and the local police 100% believe that she conjured something up that possessed and killed her. Now the story goes is that she used a Ouija board to conjure up something evil that led to her death. Now, let's dig a little deeper. So, Stefania was 15 years old and was from Vias... Oh, hold on. Sorry in advance, I'm going to butcher so many of these names, but she lived in a suburb of Vallecas, 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 Madrid. She lived in Madrid, a suburb in Madrid, and she was allegedly involved with the cult according to her parents. Now, allegedly, as in, I assume... They thought that she was just, she watched a horror movie and was like, hmm, that stuff's kind of interesting. I wonder if that's true. And you know how we always, we all get that curious thought of like, you know, are ghosts real? Is the paranormal real? Are demons, like, can they kill? Like that kind of stuff. Now, they, now her parents assumed that she was just curious about it and wasn't really practicing and she ended up getting her hands, well, Stefania ended up getting her hands on a Ouija board. And she didn't realize how much damage 
a Ouija board could do. So, here's what happened in 1990 to Stefania. She brought her Ouija board to school where a seance occurred. Now allegedly, she did the seance with her friends watching. And the reason for the seance was to reach her best friend's ex-boyfriend who died in a motorcycle crash. Eventually, as they were doing the seance and getting it all underway, eventually a nun found them and stopped the seance without any of them saying goodbye. So now that portal is open. And in the movie, what happened at this point was they did the seance and the board started going wild and then two of her friends started freaking out and then the planchette, which was, I think, a little shot glass in this situation in the movie, broke. And she, like, fell over and she started seizing and was like, well, first she was, like, mumbling to herself and then she started seizing and then the girls called for a nun and the nun came down, blah, blah, blah. It... A little bit of the story, as I will get to it later, was a little bit altered for Hollywood purposes. But, now after she said goodbye, she went home. Or after the, not goodbye, I messed it up. After the nun stopped them, she went home and that's when the weird shit started to happen. Now, she was taken to multiple doctors and specialists but they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And after all the tests, they said no mental illness was present in Stefania. Now in the film, the police arrive after a 911 call. But in reality, it took them around a year to get involved. Why did the police get involved? I have no clue. I would, I would assume it was just because so much freaky shit was happening. They assumed somebody was in the house. And they called the police and they came through and were like, you know, kind of like how it happened in Conjuring 2. But what I do know is that when the police got involved, they also started experiencing weird shit happening to them, just like in The Conjuring 2. The police witnessed loud banging and doors opening and closing by themselves. Now in the film, I'm going to spoil it, Veronica dies in three days, but in reality, she died in six months. Stefania died in August of 1991 in a hospital bed and not in her bed like she did in the film. Even after her death, weird shit was still happening. The family claims to hear stomping around in their apartment, door slamming, appliances turning on and off, and objects flying off the shelves spooky ooh, spooky yeah spooky shit this is why i don't fuck with ouija boards people now the family also claimed to hear whispering and the shrieks of stefania <laughs> now paco plaza is the director of veronica and he admitted to changing some of the story and i quote and i quote in spain it's very popular story because it is the only time a police officer has said he's witnessed something paranormal and it's written in a report with an official police stamp but i think it becomes a story even if it's in the news 
you only have to read the different newspapers to know how different reality is depending on who's telling it. Now, if you want to see, I'm going to try and find the actual police report, but in my Instagram post on, well, in my Instagram post today, I will show you the real family, the real apartment, and I'll try and find a photo of the real police report. I haven't been able to find it yet, but I'm still digging, so just stay tuned in for that. So, Paco, after he said this, he also said that he didn't want to replicate the entire story. He wanted the freedom to express his own artistic ability with his film. Now, I'm going to get a little bit more in depth about the story, starting again with the hauntings. One of the most terrifying things that happened to the family was the mass showing of shadow people right after Stefania passed. When she was still alive, the shadow people only attacked her, but after she passed, they moved on to her parents. And what her mom said, and I quote, and I quote, when attacked me in my sleep, I felt pressure on the top of my head and no one was around. I looked to my husband and said, someone is here, and then I felt a pair of hands grab my feet and my hands. Spooky, right? Now, side note, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Now, I had, when I was living with my aunt in Atlanta, one night, I kind of had the same situation happen. Not like where my feet were grabbed, but one of my hands was grabbed. I was laying in bed, I had work in the morning, and my arm was kind of just dangling out because I was laying on my side, and my arm was just dangling out, and it was weird because it was like this sudden, like, energy of like, just something grabbed my hand, and I felt like the inside of my arm, like, an ele- like how, how do I explain it? like an electromagnetic field around my arm just being pulled. Like, it felt like a part of me was being pulled out of me, if that makes sense. Now, when that happened, I shot straight into a dream. And this dream wasn't a reoccurring dream, but, like, I shot into this room that I used to, when when I stayed with my parents, I shot into my room. And I was sitting up. And I saw my door was wide open and it was like, it was like dark out. The only, the only light that was in there was the moonlight that was casting through the window. And I saw the door open and I felt something that was next to me right on the bed. Well, in my dream, I was really tired. So, cause I just like woke up from a nap or like I woke up out of my sleep in my dream. Now I assumed it was my brother. Because what I said was, yeah, you can sleep in my bed with me if you're scared. And I remember moving, getting up, moving over a little bit so he could come into my bed to sleep with me. Now, upon further investigation, as I'm moving over, I'm like, why would he come into my room? He doesn't go into my room. He always goes into my parents' room. And then I look over and there is this mass, just this black shadowy mass just looking at me and then like you know your hair kind of stands up and stuff like that that happened in my dream and then I woke up and it was crazy it was one of the weirdest dreams I've ever had and I I usually get a lot of them but yeah it was it was really it was really really weird now 
at the end of the movie, there's a photo of Stif- of Veronica that burns. Now, allegedly, after she died, after Stefania died, according to her parents, a photo of her burned. They claim that a photo, that the photo that burned, fell off the end of a coffee table and just burned into flames. And they said at when this happened at the end of the film, it was like the exact same thing that happened. Like they had a flashback of the day that they saw Stefania's photo fall and burn. Now, is that just Hollywood imagination? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not gonna. You know, I don't, I'm not one to, like, you know, shun away someone's experience. But I haven't, like, I go out and I do stuff like this. Like, I go out exploring, like, abandoned places and allegedly haunted places. And I don't know, sometimes some of this stuff just seems too good to be true. Now, but I'm not going to knock their experience and say it's not true. So, but I just want to let you guys know it might be Hollywood animation, but who knows? Now, I want to talk about the seance. Now, witnesses claim that when the nun broke the seance and broke the Ouija board, that a white smoke emitted from the planchette. And they claim that she inhaled the smoke, fell over, and had a seizure. And most people think that the smoke was a demon, and that's how she got possessed. Now... I, that could also be Hollywood animation, but, I mean, when you have, at the time, when you have one of the biggest paranormal stories or mysteries in Spain, could they have altered it just for the news? Maybe. That's very well, that very well could have happened. Who knows if they were making money off this story, but, you know... There's only, I mean, only the family would know, but this is all coming from people that were actually there. And who knows? They, they, they could be lying. They could not, they could not be lying. But I mean, I don't feel like flying all the way over to Spain to do some digging into the story and trying to find the family because that seems like a lot of work. Now, let's talk about the apartment real quick. According to the police report, the apartment was wrecked, especially Stefania's room. Now, allegedly, her room was left alone, according to her parents. After she, Well, it was left alone after she died. Like, they didn't go in there, they didn't move anything, they just left it as is. Now, when the police went in there, her posters on the wall had claw marks in them, created by some sort of creature. And her parents claim that if anyone went into her room, they would be pushed around by an unseen force. Also reported by the police officers, they saw a crucifix snap on the wall by itself. The police also noticed a stain during their investigation. And it was like, kind of like, if you've ever seen faded blood, it's kind of like a brown reddish color. That's what the police said it was. And while they were investigating, they allegedly saw this stain move throughout the apartment. And according to paranormal specialists and investigators, this 
is a sign of poltergeist activity. Yes, there is not just good spirits and demons. There's poltergeist, there's so there's so many, and depending on where you are in the world, they have different names for them. Like I know in the Middle East, they have jinn. Um here we have like just shadow people, demons, wraiths, like we have there are so many names and so many different specifications of specific spirits there are if you ever seen the game phasmophobia it's kind of like that now does this story have a happy ending minus stefania dying in a way yeah i guess is what yeah the haunting ended up being too unbearable for the family to deal with after her death so what they did was like any other family that just doesn't want to deal with ghost shit, they just packed up and moved away. And after that, the haunting stopped. But the stories, the stories didn't. And that shitty time period is now cemented in the Spaniard lore. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, that story. That's a crazy story. Alright? Now, is it true? Is it all 100% true? Is that what really happened? I don't know. We might never know. But I'm going to try and find the police report and see if I can find anything else about this situation. And I'm just going to do a lot of digging. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful Sunday. You know, it was... My Sunday was uneventful. Um... I, well, I'm going to, I'm going to self-incriminate myself here. I broke into a mill in Minneapolis the other night, an abandoned one that allegedly four people died in, which is crazy. We got some paranormal stuff, um, wa a lot of walking around. Um, what else did we do? What else did I do? I saw the Pope's Exorcist. That was a good movie, even though it had like a 47 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's, it's a ghost story, so you kind of, I mean, it's expected to be bad. There isn't a whole lot of good ghost stories, unless it's made by James Wan. James Wan is the best. Um, what else did I do? I went to... A, no, I'm not going to say that one. Um, that was really it. That's all I really did. I didn't really have, you know, work sucked like usual. You know, had to get through that whole slow shitty week but other than that I just stayed at home did the podcast talked to you guys and that was about it I hope you guys had a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend um let's get through this week and let's have another banger episode next Sunday and yeah that's all I got for you guys um yeah I hope you guys had a wonderful day I hope you guys enjoyed the story I love all of you if you want to follow my Instagram account, it's Dusty McBalls, and my channel's Instagram account is The Rainy Day Horror Show. So if you want to give me a follow, go ahead, give me a follow. If you want to talk, go ahead, DM me. Tell me all your spooky stories. I love that shit. So, yeah, I'm going to let you guys loose. Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, stay safe. We have to stress being safe, okay?
I know you want to break into a bunch of shit too. But remember, be safe when doing it, okay? I love y'all. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Have a happy week, and I will see you soon. Deuces.